Chapter 81 of the D'Artagnan Romances, Volume 3, Part 1, by Alexandre Dumas, translated by William Robson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Courtyard of the Hotel Grammont On Malicorne's arrival at Orléans, he was informed that the Comte de Guiche had just set out for Paris. Malicorne rested himself for a couple of hours and then prepared to continue his journey. He reached Paris during the night and alighted at a small hotel where, in his previous journeys to the capital, he had been accustomed to put up, and at eight o'clock the next morning presented himself at the Hotel Grammont. Malicorne arrived just in time, for the Comte de Guiche was on the point of taking leave of Monsieur before setting out for Havre, where the principal members of the French nobility had gone to await Madame's arrival from England. Malicorne pronounced the name of Manicamp and was immediately admitted. He found the Comte de Guiche in the courtyard of the Hotel Grammont, inspecting his horses, which his trainers and equerries were passing in review before him. The Count, in the presence of his tradespeople and of his servants, was engaged in praising or blaming, as the case seemed to deserve, the appointments, horses, and harnesses that were being submitted to him, when, in the midst of this important occupation, the name of Manicamp was announced. "'Manicamp!' he exclaimed. "'Let him enter, by all means!' and he advanced a few steps toward the door. Malicorne slipped through the half-open door, and, looking at the Comte de Guiche, who was surprised to see a face he did not recognize instead of the one he expected, said, "'Forgive me, Monsieur le Comte, but I believe a mistake has been made. Monsieur Manicamp himself was announced to you, instead of which it is only an envoy from him.' "'Ah!' exclaimed de Guiche coldly. "'And what do you bring me?' "'A letter, Monsieur le Comte.' Malicorne handed him the first document, and narrowly watched the Count's face, who, as he read it, began to laugh. "'What?' he exclaimed. "'Another maid of honor! Are all the maids of honor in France, then, under his protection?' Malicorne bowed. "'Why does he not come himself?' he inquired. "'He is confined to his bed.' "'The deuce! He has no money, then, I suppose,' said de Guiche shrugging his shoulders. What does he do with his money? Malicorne made a movement to indicate that upon the subject he was as ignorant as the Count himself. Why does he not make use of his credit, then? continued de Guiche. With regard to that, I think. What? That Manicamp has credit with no one but yourself, Monsieur le Comte. He will not be at Haver, then whereupon Malicorne made another movement. "'But everyone will be there.' "'I trust, Monsieur le Comte, that he will not neglect so excellent an opportunity.' "'He should be at Paris by this time.' "'He will take the direct road, perhaps, to make up for lost time.' "'Where is he now?' "'At Orléans.' "'Monsieur,' said de Guiche, "'you seem to me a man of very good taste.' Malicorne was wearing some of Manicamp's old new clothes. He bowed in return, saying, "'You do me a very great honor, Monsieur le Comte.' "'Whom have I the pleasure of addressing?' "'My name is Malicorne, Monsieur.' "'Monsieur de Malicorne, what do you think of these pistol-holders?' Malicorne was a man of great readiness, and immediately understood the position of affairs— Besides the de, which had been prefixed to his name, raised him to the rank of the person with whom he was conversing, 
he looked at the holsters with an air of a connoisseur and said without hesitation somewhat heavy monsieur you see said de guiche to the saddler this gentleman who understands these matters well thinks the holsters heavy a complaint i had already made the saddler was full of excuses what do you think asked de guiche of this horse which i have just purchased to look at it it seems perfect monsieur le comte but i must mount it before i give you my opinion do so monsieur de malicorne and ride him round the court two or three times the courtyard of the hotel was so arranged that whenever there was any occasion for it it could be used as a riding school malicorne with perfect ease arranged the bridle and snaffle reins placed his left hand on the horse's mane and with his foot in the stirrup raised himself and seated himself in the saddle at first he made the horse walk the whole circuit of the courtyard at a foot-pace next at a trot lastly at a gallop he then drew up close to the count dismounted and threw the bridle to a groom standing by well said the count what do you think of it monsieur de malicorne this horse monsieur le comte is of the mecklenburg breed in looking whether the bit suited his mouth i saw that he was rising seven the very age when the training of a horse intended for a charger should commence the forehand is light a horse which holds its head high it is said never tires his rider's hand the withers are rather low the drooping of the hindquarters would almost make me doubt the purity of its german breed and i think there is english blood in him he stands well on his legs but he trots high and may cut himself which requires attention to be paid to his shoeing he is tractable and as i made him turn round and change his feet i found him quick and ready in doing so well said monsieur de malicorne exclaimed the comte you are a judge of horses i perceive then turning toward him again he continued you are most becomingly dressed monsieur de malicorne that is not a provincial cut i presume such a style of dress is not to be met with at tours or orleans no monsieur le comte my clothes were made at paris there is no doubt about that but let us resume our own affair manicamp wishes for the appointment of a second maid of honor you perceive what he has written monsieur le comte for whom was the first appointment malicorne felt the color rise in his face as he answered hurriedly a charming maid of honor mademoiselle de montalais aha you are acquainted with her we are affianced or nearly so that is quite another thing then a thousand compliments exclaimed de guiche upon whose lips a courtier's jest was already fitting but to whom the word affianced addressed by malicorne with respect to mademoiselle de montalais recalled the respect due to women and for whom is the second appointment desired asked de guiche is it for any one to whom manicamp may happen to be affianced in that case i pity her poor girl for she will have a sad fellow for a husband no monsieur le comte the second appointment is for mademoiselle de la baume le blanc de la valliere unknown said de guiche unknown yes monsieur said malicorne smiling in his turn very good i will speak to monsieur about it by the by 
she is of gentle birth she belongs to a very good family and is maid of honor to madame that's well will you accompany me to monsieur most certainly if i may be permitted the honor have you your carriage no i came here on horseback dressed as you are no monsieur i posted from orleans and i changed my traveling suit for the one i have on in order to present myself to you true you already told me you had come from orleans saying which he crumpled manicamp's letter in his hand and thrust it in his pocket i beg your pardon said malicorne timidly but i do not think you have read all not read all do you say no there were two letters in the same envelope oh are you sure quite sure let us look then said the count as he opened the letter again ah you are right he said opening the paper which he had not yet read i suspected it he continued another application for an appointment under monsieur this manicamp is a regular vampire he is carrying on a trade in it no monsieur le comte he wishes to make a present of it to whom to myself monsieur why did you not say so at once my dear monsieur mauvais corn malicorne monsieur le comte forgive me it is the latin that bothers me that terrible mine of etymologies why the deuce are young men of family taught latin mala and mauvais you understand it is the same thing you will forgive me i trust monsieur de malicorne your kindness affects me much monsieur but it is a reason why i should make you acquainted with one circumstance without any delay what is it that i was not born a gentleman i am not without courage and not altogether deficient in ability but my name is malicorne simply you appear to me monsieur exclaimed the count looking at the astute face of his companion to be a most agreeable man your face pleases me monsieur malicorne and you must possess some indisputably excellent qualities to have pleased that egotistical manicamp be candid and tell me whether you are not some saint descended upon the earth why so for the simple reason that he makes you a present of anything did you not say that he intended to make you a present of some appointment in the king's house i beg your pardon count but if i succeed in obtaining the appointment you and not he will have bestowed it on me besides he will not have given it to you for nothing i suppose stay i have it there is a malicorne at orleans who lends the money to the prince i think that must be my father monsieur ah the prince has the father and that terrible dragon of a manicamp has the son take care monsieur i know him he will fleece you completely the only difference is that i lend without interest said malicorne smiling i was correct in saying you were either a saint or very much resembled one monsieur malicorne you shall have the post you want or i will forfeit my name ah monsieur le comte what a debt of gratitude shall i not owe you 
said Malicorne, transported. "'Let us go to the prince, my dear Monsieur Malicorne.' And de Guiche proceeded toward the door, desiring Malicorne to follow him. At the very moment they were about to cross the threshold, a young man appeared on the other side. He was from twenty-four to twenty-five years of age, of pale complexion, bright eyes and brown hair and eyebrows. "'Good day,' he said suddenly, almost pushing de Guiche back into the courtyard. "'Is that you, de Ward? What, and booted, spurred, and whip in hand, too? The most befitting costume for a man about to set off for Havre. There will be no one left in Paris to-morrow.' And hereupon he saluted Malicorne with great ceremony, whose handsome dress gave him the appearance of a prince. "'Monsieur Malicorne,' said de Guiche to his friend. De Wardes bowed. "'Monsieur de Wardes,' said Guiche to Malicorne, who bowed in return. "'By the by, de Wardes,' continued de Guiche, "'you who are so well acquainted with these matters, can you tell us, probably, what appointments are still vacant at the court, or, rather, in the prince's household?' "'In the prince's household?' said de Wardes, looking up with an air of consideration. "'Let me see. The appointment of the master of the horse is vacant, I believe.' "'Oh,' said Malicorne, "'there is no question of such a post as that, monsieur. My ambition is not nearly so exalted.' De Wardes had a more penetrating observation than de Guiche, and fathomed Malicorne immediately. "'The fact is—' he said, looking at him from head to foot. "'A man must be either a duke or a peer to fill that post.' "'All I solicit,' said Malicorne, "'is a very humble appointment. I am of little importance, and I do not rank myself above my position.' "'Monsieur Malicorne, whom you see here,' said de Guiche to de Wardes, "'is a very excellent fellow, whose only misfortune is that of not being of genteel birth.' as far as i am concerned you know i attach little value to those who have but gentle birth to boast of assuredly said de ward but you will allow me to remark my dear count that without rank of some sort one can hardly hope to belong to his royal highness's household you are right said the count court etiquette is absolute the devil we never so much as gave it a thought alas a sad misfortune for me monsieur le comte said malicorne changing color yet not without remedy i hope returned de guiche the remedy is found easily enough exclaimed de wardes you can be created a gentleman his eminence the cardinal mazarin did nothing else from morning till night hush hush de wardes said the count no jests of that kind it ill becomes us to turn such matters into ridicule letters of nobility it is true are purchasable but that is a sufficient misfortune without the nobles themselves laughing at it upon my word de guiche you're quite a puritan as the english say at this moment the vicomte de bragelonne was announced by one of the servants in the courtyard in precisely the same manner as he would have done in a room. "'Come here, my dear Raoul. What, you too, booted and spurred. You are setting off, then?' 
Bragelonne approached the group of young men and saluted them with that quiet and serious manner peculiar to him. His salutation was principally addressed to de Wardes, with whom he was unacquainted, and whose features, on perceiving Raoul, had assumed a strange sternness of expression. "'I have come, de Guiche,' he said, "'to ask your companionship. We set off for Havre, I presume?' "'That is admirable, delightful. We shall have a most enjoyable journey. Monsieur Malicorn, Monsieur Bragelonne, ah, Monsieur de Wardes, let me present you the young men saluted each other in a restrained manner their very natures seemed from the beginning disposed to take exception to each other de wardes was pliant subtle full of dissimulation raoul was calm grave and upright decide between us between de wardes and myself raoul upon what subject upon the subject of noble birth who can be better informed on that subject than a de Grammont? No compliments. It is your opinion, I ask. At least inform me of the subject under discussion. De Wardes asserts that the distribution of titles is abused. I, on the contrary, maintain that a title is useless to the man on whom it is bestowed. And you are correct, said Bragelonne quietly. But— monsieur le vicomte interrupted de wardes with a kind of obstinacy i affirm that it is i who am correct what was your opinion monsieur i was saying that everything is done in france at the present moment to humiliate men of family and by whom by the king himself he surrounds himself with people who cannot show four quarterings nonsense said de guiche where could you possibly have seen that de wardes one example will suffice he returned directing his look fully upon raoul state it then do you know who has just been nominated captain-general of the musketeers an appointment more valuable than a peerage for it gives precedence over all the marechals of france raoul's color mounted in his face for he saw the object de wardes had in view no who has been appointed in any case it must have been very recently for the appointment was vacant eight days ago a proof of which is that the king refused monsieur who solicited the post for one of his protégés well the king refused it to monsieur's protégé in order to bestow it upon the chevalier d'artagnan a younger brother of some gascon family who has been trailing his sword in the antechambers during the last thirty years forgive me if i interrupt you said raoul darting a glance full of severity at de wardes but you give me the impression of being unacquainted with the gentleman of whom you are speaking i not acquainted with monsieur d'artagnan can you tell me monsieur who does not know him those who do know him monsieur replied raoul with still greater calmness and sternness of manner are in the habit of saying that if he is not as good a gentleman as the king which is not his fault he is the equal of all the kings of the earth in courage and loyalty such is my opinion monsieur and i thank heaven i have known monsieur d'artagnan from my birth de wardes was about to reply when de guiche interrupted him End of chapter eighty one recording by john van stan 
Savannah, Georgia.